Today's episode of Locked On Blackhawks is brought to you by Locked On NHL. If you need more hockey news every day, then Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories in game recaps on Locked On NHL. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, June 15th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc. And you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please go follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That can be found at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, what's up, everyone? Thank you for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. To start off the show here today, uh, some recent news came out in the past couple of days from the Carolina Hurricanes following their second round exit in the Stanley Cup playoffs to the defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning recently. The latest news is that top-pairing defenseman Dougie Hamilton, who is set to become an unrestricted free agent later on this summer, has officially been given permission by the Hurricanes to start speaking with other NHL teams, pretty much signifying that they don't feel very confident or optimistic that they'll be able to sign their uh, six foot six, twenty eight year old defenseman. Actually, Dougie's still twenty seven right now, but he'll be turning twenty eight in uh, two days on June seventeenth. So basically, going to be twenty eight once he hits the market this summer. But major news here coming out of Carolina because Hamilton will probably be the most sought-after defenseman on this year's free agent market. He's for sure the biggest name defenseman out there in free agency. And uh, doesn't sound like Carolina believes they're going to be able to bring him back. Or possibly they're just not sure if they want to pay Dougie that uh, $8 million or so that he's probably going to get from uh, some team out there that's needing a top defenseman. And this is where the conversation shifts over to the Chicago Blackhawks because they are certainly a team that is in need of a top-pairing number one defenseman. And I spoke about this recently with Jay Zawoski from 670 The Score when he jumped on an episode last week. But just to recap that convo, um, Duncan Keith, clearly not a number one defenseman anymore at his point of his career and certainly not getting any younger either. Then Connor Murphy, he's come a long way and he's really progressed and uh, made a bunch of strides in his past couple years with the Blackhawks, but he's still more of a two or a really good three if we get the pieces around him more so than a true number one defenseman. And with all the kids, the young kids on defense coming up uh, in in the past couple years and uh, following in the next couple, I mean, yeah, the, the Blackhawks do believe the future is bright for a lot of them, but aside from Adam Boquist, I'm not sure if 
any of them are, are going to become top def- top pairing defensemen down the road. Now, obviously, it's still a little bit too early to tell, and things certainly the hundred percent could change in the next couple of years. Like look at the Blackhawks this year. Wyatt Kalanuck came kind of out of nowhere and appears that he could become uh, a top four defenseman for this team in the future. Something that we weren't expecting to see. Uh, back in December. So things can change in a hurry, but there still is a little bit of concern there that the Blackhawks don't have a true number one defenseman of the future in their pipelines. And even if Boquist or a guy like Ian Mitchell, even if either of them pan out in that, you know, best case scenario, I'm still not sure they're uh, a strong enough defensive stalwart or anything you know, like a shutdown defenseman that this team's in need of right now. And then this is where you insert Dougie Hamilton into the mix. Yes. Do I think that Dougie Hamilton would be a solid add to the Blackhawks back end? I mean, without a doubt, he's going to come in and be their number one right away. He's an elite offensive defenseman that consistently helps drive possession in his, in his team's favor. And uh, he, he can play big minutes. He just served as a top pairing defenseman along with uh, Jacob Slavin when he was healthy this year for a really good Carolina Hurricanes team. Like I, I don't disagree that Dougie can be a top pairing defenseman, but what I'm more so concerned with is that he's never been that true anchor or the rock back there on the back end for whatever team he's played for. He's been more so a power play guy than a penalty killer. And the point that Jay brought up last week is that the Brian Campbell situation. I don't know if you want to pay top-end money for a defenseman that isn't going to be, you know, that all-reliable in crunch time of meaningful games. Like, is Dougie Hamilton the defenseman the Blackhawks want on the ice, you know, in the final minute of a must-win game or even looking further down the road in potentially a closeout game six or a game seven? And for me personally, I'm not so sure. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, the final minute of a Game 7, we're talking playoffs. Blackhawks are still a long ways away from even getting to that point. Yeah, I know. I 100% agree. I'm not talking playoffs next year or anything. But look, the purpose of this rebuild, it, it shouldn't be for the Blackhawks to just become relevant again. The purpose of this is to become perennial contenders like we were from 2009 to 2016. And I know that's easier said than done, and those kind of runs don't come around for any team all that often, but that should be the purpose of this rebuild, right? Like, if we're not trying to create the best possible team that we can for the future, then why are we even doing this? I I don't want the Blackhawks to feel like they have to settle. That's not the point they should be in in the rebuild. And for me, signing Hamilton for, you know, Roughly $8 million for probably seven or eight years of term as well. I mean, think about that. He's going to be, what, 35 or 36 years old by the time that contract finishes off? And us Blackhawks fans, we've seen how bad those, you know, final few years can be at the end of a deal for an aging defenseman. So that part also is a little bit concerning for me. But listen, if it all depends on how the Blackhawks are trying to play this. If they're trying to make a splash, you know, for the sake of making a splash, which I don't really agree with, but I, I could kind of see why they go that route. Like if they want to, if they want to go out there and land someone that will make the fan base be like, let's go. That's Dougie Hamilton. I, and I don't get me wrong. Like I do think 
he could be a solid addition. He'll, as I said, he'll be the number one defenseman right away. He'll come in and probably produce a ton from the back end. It seems like every year he has at least 10 goals. And then he'll also likely help out the Blackhawks in their possession game as well, where they've just kind of been dominated the last couple of years since Jeremy Colleton has taken over. And, And that's all great. But like Jay said last week, if Dougie's not going to be a shutdown true number one defenseman that we're going to need to become a really good team once again, then I'm just kind of hesitant to see why we would go and make this move if he's not that. And I just, I I have questions on whether he can be that guy. Can he be a number one defenseman for a, a Stanley Cup champion? And to me, I just don't know. I think there are, I just think there are too many risks that come with giving an offensive defenseman like Dougie Hamilton a a 7 or 8 by 8 contract in the offseason. I like Hamilton, and I think he's a very good player, but I just don't think he's the fit that the Chicago Blackhawks need right now as their number one defenseman. And part of this, too, is with them being in this openly communicated rebuild here with the fans for the next couple of years, they can be a little bit picky about how they want to play this going forward with the defenseman. Obviously, you don't want to pass up on every solid defender that you get, and you don't want to nitpick each and every one of them. But I just think Dougie Hamilton is a little too big of a risk for the money that he's going to command on the free agent market this summer. All right, there are my thoughts on Hurricanes defenseman Dougie Hamilton being granted permission to speak with other NHL clubs. Coming up in just a moment, I am going to take a look at 2021 NHL draft prospect Chaz Lucius. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend... 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a new car dealership. Chain stores and car dealerships, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you will ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. I just finished up my thoughts on Hurricanes defenseman Dougie Hamilton being given permission to start speaking with other NHL teams. Moving on now 
It's time to get into my second 2021 NHL draft profile of the summer as I begin to take a look at several prospects that the Chicago Blackhawks could land with the 11th overall pick. Today, I am going to take a look at 18-year-old right-handed center Chaz Lucius from the United States National Program. So, Lucius has been projected by most scouts and most of the major draft websites to go somewhere around the 9 through 16 range in the first round of the 2021 NHL draft. But TSN's Bob McKenzie had him as the number 9 prospect on his final draft rankings not that long ago. So, a little bit of, we've seen Lucius kind of go everywhere in different mock drafts. He's a little bit of uh, a wild card in this year's draft. And I think a big reason for that is because in his past season with the US NTPD, um, Lucius missed, he missed most of the first half of the season with a lower body injury. And it seems like anytime a player gets hurt in their draft year, it always seems to be a little bit tougher to project where they're going to go in the first round because their body of work from, you know, that previous season, it just isn't as helpful or as informative as teams would like it to be. And that that draft year coming into the draft, I mean, it's, a, it's very important. Um, but when healthy this past year, Lucius, who, by the way, he's, as I said, he's an 18-year-old right-handed center. He's also about six foot and 175 pounds. When he was healthy in 2021, it was yet another strong display of just pure goal scoring. In 12 games played with the junior team in the USHL, Lucius recorded 13 goals and five assists for 18 points in just 12 games played. And then when he jumped up with the under 18 team later on in the season. He went on to score 13 goals in 13 games at that level while also adding in seven assists for 20 points. So clearly the offense and mostly the goal scoring was off the charts this year for Lucius when he was good enough and healthy enough to go. And that's really the bread and butter of his offensive game, it seems to me. He's not a huge playmaker, never really racks up that many assists, but he has a rifle of a shot, and he can score from anywhere on the ice, and that's what makes him one of the elite goal scorers in this year's draft, I believe. I mean, just looking through his stats and the numbers in the past few years, I mean, all this kid does is score goals. In 46 games in 2019-20 with the U-17 team, Lucius finished with 31 goals in 46 games played, and then before that, I mean, you don't even want to know how badly he was tearing up, you know, the AAA leagues back in Minnesota. Also something worth bringing up with Lucius. As I just said, he's a Minnesota boy, and he has already committed to the University of Minnesota for the 2021-2022 season. Not that that should, you know, halt or change any team's decision on him in the draft, but just something to keep in mind. Um, Lucius has already committed and is expected to play at least one or possibly two or three years of collegiate hockey for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. But overall, when watching the tape on Lucius, I mean, it's clear. This guy is as true a goal scorer as, as they come. He can score from different parts of the ice. He's not afraid to go to the dirty areas, score dirty goals, um, he's really good at finding loose pucks in front, just like when there's four or five players, he seems to have that ability to find the loose puck and just wrist off a, a quick shot past the goaltender. And then he can also score 
on the power play and off the rush as well when he's given that time and space because his wrist shot has a lot of power behind it and he's shown that he has the capability of picking the top corners. One thing I also like about Lucius's game is that he seems to know exactly where to go in the offensive zone to get open. It kind of reminded me of a young Alex Dabrinkit just has that knack for finding the right open areas and the soft coverage to get off an open shot. And even though he's not much of a playmaker, as I said, when you go and look at the numbers, I mean, not a whole lot of assists there. Um, And I don't think he's ever going to be uh, a playmaker at the NHL level. Another reason for that is because um, his biggest question mark is the speed. He's never been the speediest of players. He doesn't have great acceleration or strides. And, you know, as a center at the NHL level, when you don't have the speed, it's kind of hard to be um, a true playmaker. But one thing Lucius does have is he he's shown he has also the capability of creating a play in the offensive zone. Like, he, he's really good at moving the puck and then also moving himself to either give that, you know, uh, create a give-and-go with another player or to just kind of open things up a little bit for everyone in the offensive zone. So, I overall, on the offensive side of things, I mean, I really love Lucius's goal scoring and his vision and the creativity, but I got to say, I'm a little bit concerned, again, about that speed and just his overall playmaking as a center. I don't know if he's going to become a center at the NHL level because in today's NHL, I mean, the typical center in the top six, you know, you need to have the speed to go coast to coast. You need to get back on defense and go and help support your defenseman. And while Lucius, he hasn't been, at least from the reports that I've read, he's not, you know, a a subpar or a bad defender or anything. And he also does have a little bit of size to him being six foot. And I expect him to throw on some weight before coming and playing professional hockey. But if the speed hinders him at all, you know, it's going to be tough to consistently produce at the NHL level. It's, It's like a Dylan Strom thing, you know? The offensive abilities, they can all be there, but if the speed isn't, it's just tough to get the job done and keep up with everybody at that level. So I do think Lucius can be a really good goal scorer in the top six, but I don't know if that's, you know, top 10 pick worthy like some people have him going. But again, still probably two years away from being NHL ready. So who knows, in that time, uh, you know, maybe... He could develop his game a little bit more in other areas while attending the University of Minnesota. But I just think Lucius, um, he is, to me, a little too much of a one-trick pony to go this high in the draft. Just my opinion, but um, obviously, at the same time, everywhere he plays, he finds a way to score goals. And I'm sure that's going to be uh, enticing enough for plenty of teams early on in the first round of the 2021 NHL Draft. All right, there is my breakdown of draft prospect Chaz Lucius from the United States Development Program. Coming up in just a minute, it's time for Nikita Zadorov's 2021 season recap. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. 
Major League Baseball is getting into the summer swing. The NBA and NHL playoffs are getting towards the second round. UFC is an all-year-round sport, and you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's seriously the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I just got done breaking down 2021 NHL draft prospect Chaz Lucius. Now, before I wrap things up on the show here today, it's time for 26-year-old defenseman Nikita Zadorov's 2021 season recap. So, for Zadorov, he was obviously acquired this past offseason by the Blackhawks along with defenseman Anton Lindholm in exchange for Brandon Saad and Dennis Gilbert, which is still a deal that just makes no sense to me. Not only did Colorado get the best player in this deal, but they also got the better secondary piece as well. Still makes me shake my head a little bit. But one thing I'm going to do when breaking down Zadorov's season here is gotta keep an open mind and a reminder that he had no control over who he was traded for. I mean, it's not entirely his fault that Stan Bowman didn't get enough in return for Brandon Saad. But because of that fact, because a lot of people thought that Stan Bowman did a poor job of this deal, I mean, I'm just as guilty of this as a lot of people, but because of that fact, a lot of people never gave Zadorov a clean slate to start off with. Most people expected him to come in right away and play a solid top four role on the back end right away in game one for the Blackhawks this season. But to be fair, when Stan Bowman went on his little podcast tour and took a lot of heat for that deal, he explained that the reason he went that way in trading Sod is because he wanted to get a defenseman with a little bit of experience under their belt in order to jump right into the top four and play with either Adam Boquist or Ian Mitchell rather than getting another second round pick and taking a gamble on that player panning out just as we hope a couple years later in the future, which, I mean, after hearing Stan talk about it, I definitely get it, but the problem there is that Zadorov was just not ready to step in and serve the role that Stan said he was going to be. That was the expectation that Stan Bowman gave the fan base for Nikita Zadorov heading into the season. But taking a look at the numbers overall, um, obviously offense doesn't mean much for this guy, so take these how you want. But in 55 games for the Blackhawks this season, Zadorov finished with one goal and seven assists for just eight points. The goal scoring, I will say though, was a bit down this year for Zadorov. Looking at his numbers in the past, he had four goals in 64 games in the year prior, and then in each of the two seasons before that, he had seven goals. Um, although, you know, that was playing while playing for a high-octane offense in the, Colo- in the Colorado Avalanche. A little bit of a tongue twister. Um, 
But aside from the offense, some of the other numbers that stood out to me this season for Big Z, 36 penalty minutes in just 55 games played. And I believe he only got in, um, he definitely got in one, but no more than two fights this season. So a lot of minor penalties. I remember he was on a streak there uh, towards the end of the season where he took like six penalties in seven games or something stupid like that. That's definitely an area that he needs to clean up on if he wants to be a top four defenseman in this league, especially with the Blackhawks, because he just can't be leaving, you know, the kids out there to dry on the penalty kill all that often. Um, then the shooting percentage, I mean, whenever you only score one goal, it's never going to be all that pretty, but I wanted to mention his 1.9 shooting percentage because, um, that's actually the lowest of his career in seasons where he has scored at least one goal. He has, uh, I believe they were both with the Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. Two seasons in the past without finding the back of the net. But getting into the areas that actually matter for Zadorov, um, he finished the year averaging 19 minutes and 12 seconds of ice time per game, which ranked fifth on the Blackhawks and third among defensemen behind Duncan Keith and Connor Murphy. And honestly, that number, if we only played like 30 or 35 games in the season, that number probably would have been in the 20s because early on in the season, that was kind of the role that Big Z uh, started in. But as the year went on, uh, I felt like the coaching staff just trusted him a little bit less and less. And at, at the end of the year, he was regularly finding himself on the Hawks' third defensive pairing, which I'm sure, you know, bumped this number down a little bit compared to the start of the regular season. Then, as far as blocks go, this was an area I found a little bit interesting because, you know, for being a six foot six defenseman, Zadorov only had 74 blocks in his 55 games played this season. In comparison, Calvin DeHaan, who only played 44 games this year and he was out for, what, the entire last two months? He still finished with 85 blocks in his 44 games played. So, Zadorov, just not much of a shot blocker, despite being, you know, an absolute monster and uh, mostly a penalty killer for the Blackhawks as well. But the area where Zadorov undoubtedly made his presence felt the season was in the hits department. And hey, I will give him credit because that was a big part in why the Blackhawks brought him in. They needed a big body defenseman that could, you know, make life tougher for the opposition in the defensive zone. And um, he <laughs> he did that job well this season. He had no problem throwing his weight around. So I will give him credit there because that was an area the Blackhawks really needed him to be solid in, and he was nothing short of that in 2021. Big Z finished seventh in the NHL with 190 hits this season. Again, no doubt he served that role well for the Blackhawks, and that's really where they needed him to succeed in the defensive zone. But the one area that really hurt Zadorov this season was in terms of giveaways and takeaways. In 55 games, Big Z had 41 giveaways compared to just 16 takeaways. And despite playing in well less than 82 games, those 41 giveaways were already the most of his eight-year career. So imagine had there been 82 games played this season, Zadorov would have gone on to absolutely shatter his previous career high. He probably would have been somewhere up in the 60s. 
So when the puck was on his stick this season, bad things tended to happen for the Chicago Blackhawks. And that was really the part that was the most frustrating was Zadorov. The defensive zone giveaways and also the times where he was just so out of position. Those were really the killers for me and what made me the most frustrated with his play this season. Because when the puck was on his stick, he just looked nothing like a top four defenseman in the NHL. The top four defenseman we were thinking we were getting from the Colorado Avalanche in that deal for Brandon Saad. And that's the issue with me going forward with Zadorov. The NHL, it's getting faster and faster. And let me tell you one guy who's not. It's Nikita Zadorov. And he's also, I don't think, going to be good enough with the puck on his stick to become a reliable top four defenseman. He's a walking turnover because of those, because of his struggles in those areas. And that's why I would be personally a bit concerned to see him get a contract extension from the Blackhawks this offseason. But overall, taking everything into consideration, I am going to give Nikita Zadorov a flat C for his performance in 2021. 61% of the fans that voted also agreed with me that Zadorov was deserving of a C, but also um, 23% of the fans weren't as generous. 23% of the fans voted that Zadorov was worthy of a D or an F for his play this year. I don't know if I'll stoop that low. I mean, um, there were still some positives. If you go and look at the possession numbers, I mean, he was on the ice for more goals for than against at even strength. Him and Murphy, I believe, were the best two defensemen in that category for the Blackhawks this season. And then as I talked about, he was a more than serviceable big body in the defensive zone and could lay the boom at any given moment. It was just whenever the puck was on his stick was when it was a nightmare. So I think a flat C is a pretty fair grade for how the 26-year-old Nikita Zadorov performed for the Chicago Blackhawks in 2021. Alright ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Tuesday, June 15th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by following Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at TalkinHockey, for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can even call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.